Welcome to the Happiness Experience Podcast, produced by the Better Living Institute and sponsored by App Judo for your software needs, Bulletpad for writing lists on your iPad, and also sponsored by our listeners. That's folks like you. We're Kira and Bill Van Ittersom, and welcome to today's show. Today, we're talking about how heart communication makes life happier. Hello, everyone. And what do we mean by that? Heart communication makes life happier. Well, we think that it means to communicate with heart, with caring. And what does that mean? There are some tools that we found that you can employ. I really like it when people actually look into my eyes when I'm talking to them. I really know they're engaged at that point. And that is a difficult thing to do. I watch a lot of people who tend to look away, and I myself sometimes tend to look away, and I have to bring myself back. And I think it's a shyness. I think it might be a little bit of self-esteem issue. But if you can master that, you have really mastered a very powerful tool. Right. Nothing engages the heart like the eyes. (laughs) What's another tool, Kira? Well, I think we have to really listen. Listen for the story behind the eyes. You know, listen to and for the meaning and the intent of what's being said. Yeah, good point, I think. And if we do that, those three tools can be very powerful and can cut through a lot of the miscommunication issues. And of course, miscommunication is the greatest reason for lack of understanding and really reduces your happiness. It really does. (laughs) You know, they say the shortest distance between two people is a story. So if we want to be close to others, we have to listen to the stories that are being told. We have to engage them at that heart level. What really matters to them? We have to seek those stories out. Oftentimes, when we speak to another person, we're so busy thinking about what we're going to say next that we don't really listen. So if we're not listening, we're certainly not seeking out their stories, and we're certainly not being entertained and engaged and amused even by the stories that they're telling. The interesting thing is that everyone does have a story to tell, you know, and how many people do we see every day? How many stories are we missing when we just walk by blindly and don't really engage them or really know what their stories are? We're really missing out on the juicy things (laughs) that are out there to be had out of life. If we're just doing things in a normal robot fashion and we're not really paying attention to what's going on, we're going to miss everything of importance. Some of those stories are bright, sunny sundrops of warmth and happiness and love. And some of the stories are incredibly sad and will turn your life around based on how sad they are. But if you don't ever engage the stories, if you don't engage the people to tell their stories, you'll never know. So what are the ways that we should do that, Kira? Engage other people. Well, I think the first thing, as I mentioned, is to look into people's eyes. Sometimes when I'm engaging with people, even in stores, I look into their eyes and sometimes they're kind of taken aback. They'll just kind of look at me like, oh, you're really looking at me. And they really do understand that you're looking at them. Then you just smile. That's the next thing. If you have an opportunity to really engage in conversation, 
I think it's really great to just ask questions, get them talking, and not the kind of questions that are answered by yes or no. You want to ask what, how, and why type questions, you know, really dig into what they're about and how they do things and why they do things. And then take mental notes of what they're saying. And sure. sometimes run and jot it down if it's uh, a really juicy story. Well, sure. And even in the conversation, if you're taking mental notes, you'll have information that you can use to engage the next round of the story as it starts to slow down, perhaps. That's true. You'll have something to actually work with. Well, yes. And you want to keep asking questions for clarity because sometimes you assume certain things from what they've said. So. Really, to have clear communication, you need to ask more and more questions. That's how we get clear about things. Now, when we're doing communication for exchange of information, as opposed to garnering stories and depth behind the person, but like in the workspace or, you know, even between partners in the household and you're trying to convey information, like go get something at the store or whatever, one great tip is to repeat back to them what it is that they said. Do you mean you want two dozen eggs? Or you mean you want this brand? Or please write it down for me and tell me which stores that they normally have that product at. You know, these kind of things go a long ways to cut through poor communication and to make you heard and to make them heard. Right. You know, on the flip side of asking them what they meant, you want to also get acknowledgement that you were heard and that what you said was heard properly. So you might say something like, so tell me what I just said. If it's really important and you want to say the important things, make sure they got the important things that you were trying to communicate. Now, bear in mind that when you're using some of these new tools and you haven't used them that much before. You're not going to be as adept at them. And sometimes they're going to come off as a challenge. So you might have to practice a little bit how you engage that particular line of thinking. So tell me what I just said. That can be a spit statement. (laughs) You know, that could be war words, you know, and the beginning of a fight and beginning of an argument. So you have to remember always that communication is not just your speech. Communication is, as Kira said before, eye contact. It's also body language and how you're standing and how your arms are placed and your legs are placed. And it's also the tone of your voice. So it does have to do with your voice, but tell me what I just said (laughs) or So please repeat back what I just said so that we know we're on the same page, okay? (laughs) Two two, way different ways to say something, and you'll definitely get two different responses. (laughs) And you can also have this miscommunication, especially with partners. I think I tend to do this a lot of times. Bill will say, did you hear this? And I just sort of say, yes, I did. And I think just saying yes and not really checking with yourself to say, hmm, did I really know what he just said? <laughs> you know, you have to really be clear about the communication if it's important to you. And it should be important to you. Sometimes we don't place as much importance on the communication as we should. And I think all of us fall short of doing that at times. After the break, we have a couple of really cute stories to share 
in regards to this miscommunication issue. (laughs) But we need to take a quick break to thank a sponsor, so we'll be right back. Time to thank one of our sponsors. Today's show is sponsored by BulletPad, the fun and intuitive app for writing outlines and organizing your thoughts on your iPad. With BulletPad, you can quickly create a hierarchical list of bullet points, giving structure to your great ideas. BulletPad is an outstanding tool for writers, thinkers, and folks like you. Begin organizing today. Get BulletPad for free. Just go to the App Store on your iPad and search for BulletPad. And we're back. Now, sometimes, even when we really try to communicate, we fail. Here are some of the things that might get in the way. We're too busy. You know, we're distracted. And also, we're very used to multitasking these days. We're doing way too many things at one time. We're bored. The story might be one that we've already heard, so we start turning off. You know, when you go to visit Grandma and she tells you that same story 15 times. times. You've heard it so many times. But, you know, it's so important to listen as if it's the first time. So our efforts just fall short, both to communicate and to listen. Because communication is a two-way street. Each part has to be done 100% or there's going to be holes in the transfer of the information. So there's a real cute story of a dad who's in the shower and he's getting ready for work and mom and the two little twins are helping to make breakfast and mom is trying to find out what dad might want for breakfast. I found this story online, and I read this to Bill, and I know he really enjoyed the story. We both got quite a chuckle out of it. We'll list the website where the story came from. You should always double-check your children's work when you give them a task to do. You never know how they're going to translate your directions. Take this morning, for example. I'm making breakfast. Aaron's in the shower. Boys are hungry. Me. Micah, go ask Daddy if he wants eggs. Micah, okay. Runs to the bathroom, runs back. He said yes. Me, really? A note of translation here. Aaron doesn't usually want eggs. I was asking to be polite. I thought I should double check by sending the other twin in. Me, Benji, go ask Daddy if he wants eggs. Benji, but I want eggs. Me, yes, I know. Go ask Daddy if he wants eggs. Benji, okay. Runs, runs back. He wants eggs. I checked the fridge. We only have four eggs, and I need one to make dinner. Darn, I decide I'd tell Aaron that he can't have eggs. I go to the bathroom. Me, sorry, you can't have eggs. We don't have enough. Aaron, from the shower, I don't want eggs. Me, what? Micah said, you said, yes, you wanted eggs. Aaron, no, Micah knocked and said, can I come in? And I said, yes. Me, laughing. And what about Benji? He said you wanted eggs too. Aaron, nope, Benji came in and asked if he could have eggs, and I said, yes, of course. (laughs) Me, wow. (laughs) And the moral of the story is that if you have children, miscommunication is inevitable. Always double check, or in my case, triple check. (laughs) 
Now they don't say online, but you got to believe that these adorable little twins are like two or three years old. They're so in the moment. This is what happens a lot of the time, even with grown-ups when they're out in the workplace and they're talking with each other, or someone is helping someone else to do an assignment, or perhaps the leader is giving assignments. And it's so easy to have these breakdowns. <laughs> <laughs> with, but, with all good intentions. <laughs> with a, yes. Really. And when the leader comes back, you know, a few hours later and looking at what got accomplished and wondering, did they hear anything that I said? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now we need to take one more quick break and then we have another couple of stories we'd like to share. We'll be right back. Also sponsoring our show today is AppJudo, your complete web and mobile application development service. AppJudo uses the best technologies and computer science principles to build attractive and intuitive user interfaces that your customers will easily understand and love to use. Whether you want to design and build a new app or refactor and redesign an existing app, AppJudo can help make your project a success. Visit AppJudo today at www.appjudo.com. And we're back. And we're telling stories of miscommunication. Bill, why don't you tell the story about the wife's shopping list? Yeah, this is a good one. Now, most of you have probably heard a variation of this. It's been zipping around the internet and in and out of Facebook for a few years now, really. <laughs> I know. I've but had... it's a, still a cute yeah. <laughs> story, and that's why we'd like to reshare it with you. Again, we'll have these links on our website so that you can get more information from that. So a wife needed some things to finish baking a cake, and she asked her husband if he would run to the store and get just a few items for her. So he said okay, but on one condition, because he had some other plans for the afternoon— and he said, if the list is short, then I'll be able to go through the express line and everything will work out. So she wrote down a list and gave the list to him. He folded it, put it in his pocket, drove away. And the wife expected that he'd be back in a short time and go off and do his other activities. Well, he didn't return. <laughs> And time went by, and he didn't return again. And finally, she started getting worried, and she picked up her cell phone to find out what happened to him. And just that time, he pulled in the drive. So he started bringing the bags in the house. Of course, she expected a couple of grocery bags. She didn't give him very many items, but he had a lot of bags, <laughs> and he put them down on the kitchen floor. Well, then he said he had to go back to the car to get more bags. And she thought, oh, my gosh, what's going on? She started going through the bags. And in the first bag, there was a pound of butter and two bags of icing sugar and three bottles of vanilla. And in the second bag, there were four dozen eggs. And in the third bag was five packages of lard and her grocery list. Well, she was really shocked, and she looked at her list, and then she suddenly realized what happened. So when her husband said that he wanted a short list and he wanted to go through the express line, she did her list a little bit differently than she'd ever done it before. And so she had decided to number the items. 
So here's how our list read. One pound of butter, two bag of icing sugar, three bottle of vanilla, four dozen eggs, five lard package, six big bag of flour, and seven large carton of milk. Well, of course, she had not put periods behind each of her numbers. And she kind of went, oh, my God. She was laughing to herself, and she was also horrified because she thought, oh, my God, he's going to kill me. (laughs) So she quickly put the list away before her husband came in with the final bags, and she decided not to say anything at all about the numbers on the list. Instead, she thanked him graciously for going to the store and getting all the items and apologized for it taking so long for him. And then he looked at her kind of sheepishly, and he said, Oh, I realized what I had done when I was at the checkout. And at that point, I just bought everything because I wanted to get out of the store. I knew I wasn't going through the express lane. And there was people behind me, and they were already kind of laughing. So I just bought the items and left and brought them home. So, you know, I hope you can use them all down the road. It was at the very last moment when he's checking out that he realizes he's misread the list or (laughs) misunderstood the list in any case. (laughs) And so communication can go really wrong in a really big hurry. And the things that you intend when you're communicating don't get done or get done crazily. You know, there's a very funny story about miscommunication. It's one of the funnier comedy skits that you'll ever see. And we're going to post that online as well. And that's the Abbott and Costello famous skit, Who's on First? (laughs) And if you've never seen this, and I'm sure some, many of the younger listeners may not have ever heard the story, be sure to watch that. You'll really get a bang out of it. We have a YouTube video of one of their performances of this skit posted on our website. And it is hilarious. In fact, it was voted as one of the most funny skits of the 20th century. (laughs) So just a little bit of factoids about that. The skit was actually performed on national radio in March of 1938. So it goes back a long ways, but it is absolutely hilarious. And we're not going to tell it right now because we wouldn't do justice to it. And they're so funny. Again, the inflections and the body language If you watch it, you will just break up. (laughs) (laughs) But an excellent example of miscommunication at its best (laughs) and its funniest. (laughs) So the missing ingredient in most failed communication is humanity. That quotes by Annette Simmons. And that really is the bottom line. If you're listening from your heart, a lot of times, even when you do miscommunicate, You don't make the other person so wrong, or you don't make it such a tragedy (laughs) that you've miscommunicated. Just listen to the intent behind what happened, and try not to be so harsh. Absolutely. And remember that you always will have a second chance. Most situations are not so crucial or so critical that the miscommunication can't be repaired somewhere down the road. And that's why patience goes a long, long way. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're really looking at the serendipity of life, sometimes that miscommunication ends up really doing something good. The universe may have a different intent 
than the one you have. <laughs> so always keep forgiveness high on your list, patience, and the forgiveness is for the listener and you, the speaker, and you, the listener. <laughs> Don't miss the humor. <laughs> Bill, I think that's our show for today. Bill and I want to thank you for listening to the Happiness Experience Podcast. To subscribe to our show, go to iTunes Podcast and look for Better Living Institute, the Happiness Experience Podcast. There you'll find all of the podcasts produced by the Better Living Institute, the Book Talk Podcast, the Healthy Tips Podcast, the Love Stories Podcast, and now our two newest podcasts, the Happy Kids Podcast and today's podcast, the Happiness Experience. At the Better Living Institute, we're creating health, wealth, and happiness, one loving conversation at a time. You can also find our podcasts and view all of the great stories, photos, and links that we post by visiting our website at www.betterlivinginstitute.com. While there, please go to our contact page and leave us a comment. Kira and I encourage you to send us your own happiness experiences so we can share them with our listeners on a future show. We'll even give you a plug. You can also like and message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Better Living Institute. In addition, our email address is feedback at betterlivinginstitute.com. We hope you'll listen again next time. And remember to share our show with your friends and family. This is Kira and Bill Van Ittersom for the Better Living Institute saying so long for now, everyone. 